Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, fellow pandemic survivors. Yeah, let's go with survivors. And welcome to another incredible, not pandemic episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your dose hosts. And with me as always, mysterious as ever, not wearing pants, mysterious Mike Talent. Hey, everybody. Matt, I, I like that. I, I like that. Pandemic survivors. Pandemic yeah, survivors. Let's get, let, let, let's get more positive. Let's get more positive because they delayed Tenet for indefinitely. The new movie, the new Christopher Nolan movie, and I'm very sad about this. Damn, dude, you just kick right open with Pandora's box right at the start. No well, rest to, for the wicked. I was trying to keep things positive, and then I just I totally didn't. Well, clearly, you started out with you know rainbows and unicorns, and then all of a sudden a shit storm came out, came out of nowhere. It's a shit monsoon, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, w- I just wanted to have the double rainbows, and I am not having those double rainbows. Oh, dude, honestly. All right, so Tenet is indefinitely put on hold, which is horrible. So what the hell does that mean for the movie industry, Mike? Is everything just going to become a Netflix original or Hulu original or Amazon Prime original? Are we just all screwed for ever having movies in movie theaters again? I don't know, man. I'm very worried. I'm worried about... I think AMC might not make it out of this. Uh, the longer it's delayed, the more and more they're in debt. Uh, they got like an emergency loan from somebody. But I mean, if the biggest one goes out of business, I don't know. It's We're going to lose a lot of screens. That automatically would be a big hit for the industry, at least in America, because all the screens would be people that can't be seeing the seats, you know, and I don't right now, definitely the other theaters aren't just going to pick up the other old, like, you know, buy all the old AMC theaters. I mean, they might buy a couple, but I don't think it'd be right away. Everybody's scared. Who knows what's going on? Well, Mike, look on the positive side. I might be able to get a real legit projector for my house. Then I wouldn't even need a 65 inch TV. I could like sit outside and like project like into the sky. And, like, watch a movie on a cloud. You know, that would be a lot of fun, Matt. The issue would be the uh, the power bill that you would have to front for that uh, that projector bulb. 4,500 watts is kind of a lot, and that's, like, a, that's like a, a crappy one. Oh, dude, I would just hook it up to, like, all my airplane batteries. I just have, like, all my airplane batteries, like, put together. And I would just, like, fire it up, and there'd just be this huge explosion, and there would just be no more, you know... Where I live in Prescott, the entire area would be wiped out. The area I like to call Paulden South. Matt, what what are those chemical? What what kind of batteries are those? They are lithium polymers. Yeah, and and dude, they would only last like twenty minutes. You'd only get like twenty minutes of a movie before shit blew up. No, it probably would be faster than that. Because <laughs> they're intended for high discharge, uh, like at once kind of thing. That's why you. Uh, like, okay, so not to get too nerdy, but what you have in your cell phone is known as a lithium ion. It is, uh, the same chemical makeup to a degree, but lithium ions are intended to deliver, um, a small amount of electricity will relatively over a long period of time where lithium polymer delivers a large amount of electricity over a short period of time. So that's how I have my airplanes that have 
thruster weight ratios that are like five to one and like three to one and stuff like that because it's just dumping tons of power out oh it kind of sounds almost like a capacitor yeah kind of in a way in a way it's just different it's a different chemical makeup of the actual battery itself and that's why lithium polymers are actually extremely dangerous but lithium batteries in general are more dangerous than stuff we're used to in the past like NICADs and nickel metal hydrides uh lead acid stuff like that they're just a lot more anyways not turn it out this is not an rc podcast but uh <laughs> but yeah i had to learn a lot about uh, uh battery chemistry and makeup and stuff for my hobby because it went from using nitro which is a mixture of uh, uh oils and gasoline and stuff to run model airplane engines to now everything is electricity and full-on gasoline and I don't have anything big enough for gasoline yet. Oh, okay, man. That that's quite interesting. Um, One day when I have. So I'm, money. I'm sorry that I just derailed this whole whole Hard. podcast because we 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 do need to talk about the the movie that we watched before we go just completely all the end of the world. No movie theaters ever again. Matt's gonna start projecting out his backyard. I am. I am. My neighbor's gonna hate me. It's gonna be like. One o'clock in the morning, I'm gonna fire up the projector, and it's gonna be like the sun rising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How 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 are you gonna do the Atmos though? Like, are you gonna just? Ooh, I'll have drones that'll fly around in the seven points. I'll have all of them up, and they'll like sit around me, and they'll have all the speakers. It'll be, awesome. be quiet, dude. They might better be quiet while they're while they're holding the speakers. Oh, dude, that's true. <laughs> the subwoofer is going to have to be on the ground. I don't know if a drone could keep that thing going. I guess it depends <laughs> on the movie, but well, usually the subs behind the screen anyway. So you're just going to have to not in my house. Put it on the ground. In my house, the subwoofer is behind my couch. Oh, okay, nice, nice. A little couch rumbling. It works well. Yeah, it works well. Well, because my sub has to the two rear speakers attached to it. That's how it's kind of wireless is that it connects wirelessly to the front soundbar and things like that. It oh, works. Okay, cool. It's, it's, uh, I have to say it's probably better than my cheap surround sound that I used to have, which I haven't used for years. It's just been sitting in the garage. But anyways, all right, Mike. So for Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode number 180, it was your pick this week. I talked about it on Magic 99.1 this morning. It is Harry Potter meets video games meets having guns bolted to his hands. Mike, give us the rundown of Guns Akimbo. All right, man. So, uh, yep, uh, Guns Akimbo, uh, as you alluded to, starring uh, Daniel Ratcliffe and uh, Samira Weaving. And this movie uh, was directed by and written by Jason Lee Howden. And it's, uh, it's about a guy who relies on his newly acquired gladiator skills uh, AKA guns, uh, drilled to his hands to save his ex-girlfriend from kidnappers. Well, Mike, this was your pick. I have to say it was an interesting film. I enjoyed it for the most part. It wasn't anything spectacular, but I liked the concept. I liked, uh, the game. It reminded me very much of like death race. If that's a good analogy. Um, yeah, there's some cars in it, but it's more about someone being forced to do something that they don't really want to do, which is Death Race. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot like Death Race. And uh, also, I was thinking it's kind of like Crank. Yeah. Because it's like mm-hmm. kind of just starts and 
you know, there's not a ton of plot. There's a little bit of uh, um, uh, narrating going on to get you into it, but it just gets going. And um, I, I kind of like this because uh, this particular character that uh, Miles, uh, that Daniel Radcliffe uh, is playing is kind of a technology guy. He's a nerd and uh, he's kind of an anti-troll troll. <laughs> if he that's called a thing. himself a troll hunter. In the movie. Uh, Troll Hunter, yes. Uh, And uh, I I thought that was an interesting kind of... uh, He just would go on rants against people who ripped on other stuff. And, uh, well, one day he just kind of picked the wrong person to anti-troll with. If I remember right, he was trolling one of the schism videos. And the schism admin pops in and goes, what? are you doing and starts calling him out and then finds his IP address. And that's like hacker one Oh one thing, man. If you're going to talk any kind of shit like that, especially with people that know what they're doing. Oh dude, you gotta hide your IP address. You gotta, you gotta use a VPN. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, IP addresses are just like phone numbers these days. They're all categorized and everyone pretty much has a very good idea of where you're at based on your IP address. Right. It's a, uh not it's very it was very realistic that part of the film but yeah no i thought it was kind of fun um because he just like sit around drink some beer and just gets mad at other people who get mad at other things so i thought it was kind of funny i don't know well and then (laughs) he gets drunker and drunker throughout the evening getting meaner and meaner and then he woke up in the morning he's like oh no what did i do (laughs) and that's when he gets a little knock on the door and the people from schism come and get him yeah yeah so um anyway matt i I don't know i kind of like this movie it's a little silly at times um the the scene where he wakes up and his hands are all bolted to guns you're like well that's pretty strange but would that even work but hey they 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 kind of they didn't focus on that part as much as more him running around and then um it was kind of funny to see somebody try and put on clothes uh with uh two guns as hands uh that would be quite difficult yeah i was just gonna allude to that that's one of the things i really liked about the director slash writer is that he really took into consideration all the challenges he's going to have without the ability of even being able to move his fingers from the guns i mean literally every single finger is bolted on to the body of the gun i don't know if his trigger finger is bolted onto the trigger but with all the other fingers being bolted onto the body of the gun, there's no way you're going to be able to move your trigger finger anyways. And so he literally can't do anything. He can barely open a door. He can't put his pants on. He can't eat. He can't go to the bathroom. He, you know, it's, uh, I'm glad they added that in there because that added a little bit more of a fun element to it. Other than just here, he's going to go light everybody up. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, the going to the bathroom part was, uh, pretty fun when he's uh, talking to a uh, a homeless person who's actually quite enlightening, and um, he, he he's like, "Dude, can you uh, whip it out?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> well, well, and that's one of the ones that's played. The homeless guy is played by Rise Darby. Um, he's a fairly famous comedian, comedic actor. He's been in a uh, bunch of stuff. Uh, typically, a character actor jumanji yes he was in jumanji um he was also in uh one of my favorites 
that uh, it's a newer Jim Carrey film. Trying to remember um, the exact title of it. Uh, it's the one where he's not a. He always has to accept whatever people tell him to do or ask him to do. Uh, he, he he can't liar, say no. Liar? Huh? Is that liar liar? No, it's not liar liar. That's why I'm messing up the title. But, oh. Um, he works oh, at a bank. That's and- that one where he's he's the um. Like susceptible to suggestion, not susceptible. He he can't tell people no. He has to say yes, yes, man. God damn it! How did I? Oh yeah. Yeah. How did how did did we forget this? God, I feel (laughs) great. Great name for a movie. Ah, geez, we're terrible. Anyways, yeah, yes, man. That's a newer Jim Carrey. It's still not like brand new, new kind of thing. But I, he's in that, and he plays the bank manager. And coincidentally, he throws a Harry Potter party. But I really, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed does. him Forgot in that one. That. He's been in a bunch of other stuff as well. Always just kind of smaller side characters. But that's one of the problems I had was like, here's this dude, big name actor. He's a homeless man that they keep cutting to. He, um, Harry Potter himself only has one interaction with him, and he's very enlightening, and he knows way too much, and he gives him a hot dog covered in mustard that's been sitting there for eight or nine days, and he's a vegan and all this stuff, and it's just. It was a very weird, weird scene that I don't know if really needed to be in the movie, and it's kind of a waste of a really good actor, and I don't know. That's just one of those things that I had an issue with. Kind of like, um, there's some lines in here that are really good, really, really good, that uh, uh, Samara Weaving uh, drops. You know, there's one towards the end where she has a couple of her fingers blown off, and the line that comes out of her mouth caught me by surprise, and I laughed for a while. <laughs> for a good long (laughs) while so there's like pieces of gold like that in here and then there's some that are just bad they're just really bad or like in the beginning like when he's first getting hunted and he runs to his office one of his co-workers pulls out a nerf gun and shoots like samara weaving in the head with the nerf gun and i just was like dude i've been there i've done that i have that exact model at work i've hit people in the head with it yeah there's there's things in the movie it's not perfect but i i I enjoyed it so um it to me you know i i kind of saw this 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 graphic basically the graphic for the movie just on prime and i was like why not and i just watched it and i was like oh that actually wasn't too bad so no it was funny i'm not saying it's a bad movie i'm just saying there's parts that are really good like really, really good, and then there are parts that are just like, what, why? Matt, did you did you recognize Samira Weaving? She's of also in in one of your uh, f- more recent uh, movies that you really liked quite a bit, uh, The Ready or Not. Yeah, and she did a much better job in Ready Ready or Not, and this was actually the movie she did directly after Ready or Not. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think she did a much, much better job in that movie. I'm not saying that she didn't do a good job in this one. She did fine. There's just some elements I'm not a huge fan of. Like, she has these, like, her canines are, like, bright chrome. Whenever she talks, it's a little distracting. And, like, they never explain why it's like that. And she's, like, this badass that's hunting down. And she has a decent backstory, but there could have been more, like how did she get into schism and all that other stuff? She didn't even do it for revenge. It's just it left more that to be desired, I guess. Yeah. There was a couple things like that that were a little, little forced. Um, 
Matt, we we haven't got into spoilers, but we pretty much already spoiled this movie. Pretty much, so, yeah. Um, uh, there's there's some stuff with her. There, there's this character who's who's in it, who's like you know trying to pursue the schism people. The uh, he's a police officer, and then all of a sudden they have this weird tie-in that's probably not even granted. Like I don't know if they should have had that in there, but you know. It, ends up being her dad and you're like what yeah it was kind of ridiculous like it just that seemed too i don't know too predictable too uh, they didn't need to do that at all like it would have been fine to just have some driven cop chasing like i don't know i guess it helps later on when the two characters end up trying to partner up because he can try and relate to her Uh, you know i don't know I don't know, dude. I don't know. It seemed odd to me. That that was a very odd... It, it, just, it just didn't seem right. Like, it just seemed kind of thrown in there. I don't know. Yeah, like it was a last-minute decision. It's just not... It's another one of those decisions that I just... I mean, we could blame the writer and the director, because it's the same person, but it just is one of those things that it's like, eh, okay, fine. So, Mike, I noticed uh, you, you seem quite parched. Uh, yes, I am always parched, Matt. And, you know, I I think I should ask you what you are drinking, and I will gladly tell you what I'm drinking. <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. Since I guess that's what you're doing, right? Yeah? Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Matt, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Dick's Mountain Amber Ale. It is another one of the beers that I got in my monthly beer pack that was a gift from my girlfriend, Stacy, because she's freaking awesome. Dick's Brewing Company is out of uh, Centralia, Washington, founded in 1983. Anyways, of the four beers I got in my first month of it, I have to say this one's probably my uh, favorite. It's a nice amber beer, and I like my ambers. The others are pretty hoppy. This one is not. So nice, dude. Nice. That's good. Speaking That's of good. hoppy, what uh pray tell rabbit Mike are you drinking? Well, Matt, you know, you definitely get me. Uh <laughs> I am drinking a a uh Sierra Nevada um hop bullet uh double IPA. So, you know, they shoot you with the hops. Yeah? And it's fantastic. It explodes in your mouth? Yeah. Is that what he's... She's... Oh, never mind. We're good. Dude, you don't remember? I think that was actually the last time we talked about that beer, if you want to tell the the truth. And uh, I turned you saying it explodes in your mouth into a uh, cell phone ringer for my buddy Steve, who uses it whenever I text him. And he just laughs every single time. Because it's just you saying explodes in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome. All right, Mike. Well, talking about explosions, not in the mouth, just large explosions. (laughs) How does Guns Akimbo relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, man, 
Thanks for asking. Um, this one was a, a pretty easy one. Uh, this was uh, uh, Jason Lee uh, Howden, the director and writer, also worked uh, on visual effects for Avengers, uh, the first one in uh, 2012. Well, Mike, weren't you going to talk about a recent MCU that a listener discovered? Uh, yeah, man, I got I got called out, man. I got I really screwed up. Um, I couldn't find one for uh, the seventy five hundred, and uh, nope, I got I got schooled um, by avid listener, fan of the podcast, Mister Austin Morris of Signals AZ fame called you out he found a tie-in he did he did ah man i i i feel bad because uh i just didn't i didn't catch this one um but uh tim uh Ledecker is a, a visual effects artist who worked on spider-man homecoming so um i don't think the streak is broken matt right i i mean but i did get uh, you know i didn't find it so is it I, I don't know. I'll allow it. I'll allow it because Austin's cool. He's He loves our podcast. Giving you lots of shout outs here, Austin. Honestly, I think he downloads it like before I even post it, like most of the time. I'll send it to him to put on their website and he'll all have like one download. He's, he's pretty hardcore about listening to our pod every week. And 7,500, he thanked us very much for suggesting that movie because he hadn't even heard of it and he thought it was fantastic. And I agree. I thought it was a great film as well. No, that one was that one was good, man. Um, I'm glad that uh, you know I, I I picked that one because I know your love of flying, Matt, and and uh, it, you know I didn't other than it saying something about a pilot. I was like, I don't know what this is about. I'm just gonna watch it, dude. It was and really so, good. It really was. You know, I I hi- highly suggest people check it out. Go back and listen to our pod episode one seventy eight seventy five hundred. So let's continue with Guns guns Akimbo, which means uh, in the video game world, one gun per hand. We've already pretty much spoiled the hell out of this movie. I don't know what else to uh, go into it. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. I'm just saying there were parts that were better than others by far. And there's some parts that are real stinky. Real stinky parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, like, uh, I don't think this was released in theaters, um, but... At least not here. I don't remember it, but it was released in February. Yeah, but um, I, I this one was, you know, there are parts that aren't aren't the best, but uh, I, I did, you know, I kind of liked this one. It was just different, and uh, it was fun to see. So I'm glad that I, once again, kind of just shot in the dark and was like, oh, what's this movie? I'm just going to watch this one. And then I liked it. Well, Mike, I think you and I both need to keep this up because people right now, I, I know I'm starting to get to the point where I'm looking for things that are new, specifically TV shows, not a whole lot of movies. And I'm like, man, should I go back and watch this? Do I really want to watch this? Like I was really contemplating watching Groundhog Day the other day after Palm Springs, just because Groundhog Day is incredible. But if you asked me how many times I've seen Groundhog Day, I can't tell you. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm like, well, I've already seen it like so much. Yes, it'll brighten my mood. It'll make me feel better. But again, I kind of want something new. So 
finding these films that are a little bit off the beaten path that are decent or at least fun like this one was fun i i think uh, we're doing our listeners a service i think we're helping trying to keep this um madness of being locked up all the time at bay yeah definitely um i know n- next week's uh pod man uh, i i don't know if we said anything about it yet but um we're going to be doing uh the uh old guard that one's really popular but uh you know you know there's just all these different things coming out and we're just going to try and spread it out. Like, you know, we did the Hulu one with uh, Palm Springs, do some Amazon ones. We'll do some Netflix, try and keep it, keep it balanced and not just focus on one streaming service versus the other. And there's a lot now Peacock's out just cause we wanted one more Peacock HBO max. Now I have been watching a bit of HBO max, but not how I want to. I can't watch it on my Roku. I have to fire up the old Xbox. Oh no! Oh yeah, they didn't do Roku and didn't didn't um Peacock. Peacock didn't either, right? Peacock and HBO Max, I believe, are both owned by Turner, or at least related to Turner in some way. I know HBO for sure is owned by Tur- Turner, and Turner is warring with Amazon and Roku mostly over advertising on their different platforms and they are standing their ground saying we are not going to allow our service to be on your products until you change your advertising ways and give us more money basically and roku saying well we are now a big player and amazon definitely knows they're a big player and they're like well you know fine and it's true um with the amazon Amazon TVs and uh, Roku's being built into TCLs and all that stuff. Uh, the majority of the market is on for streaming devices is on Amazon Fire Sticks or Roku devices. So I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. I think it might be a battle right now, but uh, I think Roku and Amazon will win the war here in the next month or two because the they're both very expensive. You know, it's uh, HBO Max is. 15 16 bucks a month something like that uh yeah yeah i I think they're gonna have to give in because like roku dominates um they just have a good interface uh they have reasonable prices for their their streaming things even if you don't buy like a tcl or or some other tv that's driven by it and then uh fire sticks are also really 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 popular uh fire tv uh is yeah, I think it's okay, but I think the sticks are very popular, partly because of their price, and Amazon's totally cool with losing tons of money in hardware. So, yep, um, they they would rather you watching their stuff, or or you know some other things, and then then making money off of the hardware. So they're willing to take a loss on that. Speaking of uh, warring uh, services and and things, uh, you know, uh, AMC, which is uh, you know giant movie theater chain number one in America is hurting really bad. And supposedly uh, they're supposed to be fighting off uh, with universal because they're upset about how universal is releasing some things, you know, straight to video on demand. But I don't think this is the time to pick the fight. So I think what's going to happen is they're either going to replace their CEO or they're going to walk back those comments and be like, well, just kidding. Uh, we kind of need as much as we can get, especially if we can only operate at 50%. So we're okay again, Universal. You guys are great. Well, wasn't didn't this all start with... Um, I can't think of the freaking movie. You remember 
Uh, uh, trolls. Oh, trolls. Yeah. Trolls. Because Trolls is a universal movie, right? Troll, trolls World Tour. Right. And it, it's a universal movie. And AMC got pissed that that Universal basically called out AMC over this whole debacle and all this crap and saying, oh, well, we don't need the theaters anyways, especially AMC. Like, I think they even, like, actually, like, named AMC in the comments, like the CEO or the CFO or someone like that. And that started this whole war. And so basically, it's gearing up. It's getting worse. Uh, and I know, Mike, you're a huge fan of Universal, especially their uh, theme parks. As terrible as they are, and they just keep making them, I, I kind of like the Fast and Furious movies. Um, they're ridiculous. They're so ridiculous. But <laughs> they're, 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 oh, they're kind they're of super ridiculous. They're, they're kind of a guilty pleasure, and I, I like just watching them. Um, the last one was so off the wall. I think I told you I'd never seen like all of them since like the second one, which is no, the third one, which is Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah, you did. And then I sat down, and they were having a marathon of them on USA, and I have a DVR with my AT&T now, which used to be DirecTV now, and I recorded all the ones I hadn't seen and sat down and watched them over, I think, a period of a month. And I have to say, they do grow on you just because how freaking ridiculous they are and how cool the cars are they have. Uh, yeah, the action stunts and stuff, everything has to be bigger and better every time. It's it's almost like a baby-bang. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like when when they're jumping cars in Dubai to building different buildings, you know, you've reached the peak. Man, is that awesome? I think my favorite out of all of them was uh, Fast Five. I think Fast Five was probably the best. Nice, man. Because uh, the, uh, they're coming out with, I think, F9, I think is what it's called. Fast Nine or something. Well, it was supposed to be out this summer. But thanks to, you know, Rona, she's a cruel mistress. Uh, yeah, so so um, th- those movies. I mean, this this isn't crazy, but those movies make like a billion dollars worldwide. So for Universal, it's huge. Yeah, and they do. It's it, insane. If, and if AMC cuts out their seats, you know they're going to be doing themselves a disservice, and they're also going to be hurting Universal. Now Universal seems to be like, ah, whatever. We'll just make it up in the streaming or something. But I don't know, man. I feel like those first couple weeks in the theater get that premium money. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, you and I, we'll be there. We'll be there for the first week it's in the theaters, especially since I caught up, you know. So I'm sure F9, F10, I mean, how far do they go? F12? So they're going to have to stop at F12, according to my keyboard. Uh, No, no. uh, They will stop making them when they stop making a billion dollars. And so far... It doesn't seem to be happening. I think the world over loves them. They're they're so ridiculous. They're so action packed. They go all over the world. They do just things, and every time it's just like more and more ridiculous. Like how did the Brock get in there, and Jason Statham, and like all these people who aren't even characters are all of a sudden in there, and now it's even bigger. And well, isn't like one of the big things about F nine not to keep going about this ridiculousness, but F nine is that uh, Han uh, comes back, and how the hell does Han come back when his car blew up? You know, uh, Lenny gets killed off in one of the movies, and then like two movies later, she's back. It's true. So whatever. <laughs> um, you know, M- Mich- Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty, is like her head's blown off and then she's back with amnesia i don't know man whatever it's it's like almost like a soap opera some good just drugs like well we we just 
we want that character back, so let's just let's just back that up a little bit. Uh, she has amnesia. Everything's good. Go. <laughs> well, when it comes out, we will definitely probably be reviewing it. Oh no, no, we we will for sure review it, Matt. It it might not be that much fun for you, but I like it. We did Hobbs and Shaw. And I have to say, all the Fast and Furious movies, even the really bad ones, are better than Hobbs and Shaw. I was really disappointed with Hobbs and Shaw. But again, Hobbs and Shaw is part of what inspired me to watch all the other Fast and Furious movies because I wanted to figure out how the hell The Rock and Jason Statham (laughs) were introduced to this world. And I found out. Hobbs and Shaw is not great, although there's some there's some okay parts. I enjoyed the the back and forth between those two characters, but um, no, overall that movie is just weird. Like the the whole like going to uh, you know Samoa and doing all these yeah, whatever. But anyway, it was it was just action, just to be action. There is almost no plot. Like that movie is very low in plot. Like, Fast and Furious is low in plot, but, like, Hobbs and Shot was, like, really, really low in plot. It's action and family and cars. Uh, yeah, and ridiculous weird cars. Why? Because cars are cool. Yeah, it was like, it was like um, you know, Thunderdome or, or, you know, it was like Mad Max-style cars. And you're like, okay, that's cool. What are they doing in this movie? Dude, I, can, I cannot wait for that because there's supposedly going to be a sequel to Fury Road coming down the pike i don't think it's gonna have charlie staring in it but if they stay the form of fury road oh dude that's one of my favorite modern movies was fury road that thing is just incredible now fury road stunts was really cool um it took so long for them to make it though matt that makes me nervous that that they're gonna take a long time to make the next one well especially since they can't do anything right now thanks to our mistress rona anyways (laughs) All right, so Mike, we were like way off topic. Way, way off topic. Way off topic. I mean, we're still talking about movies, though. So we're not that off topic. We're not talking about, you know, anything that I usually bring up. So, you know, it's fine. It's all good, Mike. It's relevant. But uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and do this. Mike, uh, how many reels do you give uh, Guns Akimbo? Ah, man, I'm going to give this one three and a half. I really enjoyed it. Three and a half? You really enjoyed it? Yeah, Damn. dude, fours and fours and above don't really come out of me much. That's what she said. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just felt right. Again, that's what she said. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was the greatest movie. I had fun. Like I said, some of those parts like really caught me off guard and were really good. And there's other parts that are just garbage but uh unlike you uh i give it uh an average rating of three reels oh okay all right so all right we already talked about it once next week netflix charlie Theron. speaking of you know mad max fury road um yep yeah we're, we're gonna be talking about the old guard um it's uh i guess a runaway hit for netflix uh it sounds like it's the the biggest movie that they've had streamed in such a short amount of time. I think it's over a hundred million. Really? That big already? Really? Interesting. Cause what's their current champion? Um, I think Extinction was actually with uh yeah, Thor. Um Chris Hemsworth. Is it uh, is that their top movie? I, I, I think I that thought it was, was their... one of those I thought it was one of those shitty Adam Sandler movies. No. 
uh, those those do well, Matt, but I don't think they get to the level that uh, Extinction, I think, was streamed. And, and so, but here's here's the caveat, man. They changed the way that they cha- uh, they measure the streaming, and they did it more like YouTube, which apparently is a little bit deceiving. And so I think you only have to watch three to four minutes of the movie to count as a stream. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because... What's YouTube? YouTube's like twenty five seconds. Uh, I I don't know, to but count they, as a they, view, something like that. Yeah, That's yeah, something but, really stupid. Yeah, previously they they had you watch like seventy five percent of the movie. Yeah, see, I think it should be a percentage. I like that instead of just being like a set time. But um, I I don't remember the exact time, so uh, I'm I'm sorry if if someone is listening who knows the exact time. But it's it's not very long now, so some of these numbers that might sound a little bit grandiose might not be a hundred percent. Write in. Let us know. Hit us up. If you do know, hit us up. Oh, speaking of people writing and emailing us, Mike, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. It's going to be a few weeks out. We were talking about this movie. I wanted to see this movie. I don't know if they heard our podcast or what, but the distributor of a film that was direct to video contacted us again, and we're going to be doing another giveaway. Yeah, no, this is exciting stuff, Matt. Uh, I was I was excited to 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 see that we have another giveaway. Um, you know, we're, we're making it in the big time now. Yeah, it's uh, going to be uh, the King of Staten Island, and I really wanted to see this movie, but I just couldn't justify spending twenty or twenty five bucks to rent it for a viewing. And so we're going to get ourselves a nice little review copy for Mike and I to watch, and then we're going to have a handful of copies to uh, send out to our listeners. So make sure and tell your friends, your family, pay attention, because when we come up to that podcast, we will be giving away a few copies of The King of Staten Island. I'm excited, man. It's pretty awesome. We, we got another contest. I love it. Yeah, no, no. This is this is exciting, man. Um, you know, feel free to send us more stuff to give away. We love doing this. Yeah, I love helping out our listeners. It's awesome. Uh, you know, this this the stupid Rona keeps going on, man. I, I I miss the theater so bad. Miss it so bad. I cry every single time I drive past Harkins over here in Prescott Valley. Every single time. I just cry. Anyways. Oh, man, just just miss it. I just I'm I miss just going going in the morning, being all peaceful, just enjoying some movie about whatever. Eating some popcorn maybe. But again, Harkins, you want to donate me a projector when you shut down and I can use drones for Atmos audio. You let me know. I'm oh, down. <laughs> Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, that that 4500 watts, that's not cheap, man. You know what? I'll have to just plug into the neighbor's electricity. It'll go through a normal <laughs> plug, right? <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. But uh, d- yeah, go for it, man. It's a hell of an extension uh, cable. <laughs> make, make sure you have some really big rubber gloves on when you're when you're hooking this up. That's fine. You know what? I heard electricity kills the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. That, I'm gonna start that conspiracy theory. God, I watched I watched uh, John Oliver's last week tonight, and it was all about conspiracy theories. And it's just it's so ridiculous. Don't even get me started on that shit. I'm not going to because there are some members of my family that wholeheartedly believe in a lot of these conspiracy theories, and it's just like I thought you were smarter than this. I really did, but I'm just nope. I'm gonna leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's a good episode though. Watch it. It's a real good episode. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, when I when I interact with people, Matt, now I, I build up the static electricity. So I have a balloon on me all the time and I just, you know, you know, get it real going. And then I just, I shock them and then we're good. So we can talk about the Ronan stuff because I've killed it. Yeah. Is is it, does the metal mask help conduct the electricity? It, it tingles a little bit when I shock them, the metal mask, but oh. uh, oh. it, it's a little harder to breathe through, but I think it's totally worth it. Worth it. Nice. Love it. All right. Well, Mysterious Mike, I think we have come to the end of Real Film Nerds Podcast, episode 180. Uh, hang out. Listen to my radio interview with Lisa Live and Local on Magic 99.1 coming up right after the end of the podcast. Mike, your turn. All right. Well, uh Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, catch us on the socials. And uh, you know, make sure to uh, keep listening uh, for the future giveaway of uh, uh, Kings of Staten Island because uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And then uh, you know, you know, make sure that you uh, go out there and watch as many movies as you can. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? It's your bestest movie buddy. Hey, bestest movie buddy, Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing today, Lisa? It just feels like I haven't seen you in like half a year or something like that. Well, I'm just glad I have Facebook and I can look at your face on the Facebook <laughs> so I know that you exist. Oh, aren't you a sweetheart and a liar? But anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, I watched a movie this weekend and I was very, very, very disappointed. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you've reviewed this movie, um, but it was Uncut Gems. Did you review this for us? Yeah. Oh and you, yeah. And you, I watched it in the theaters. It was one of the last it. movies. I I didn't love it, but I loved Adam Sandler's performance. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you know what? I always get on Rotten Tomatoes to see you know what it got on the tomato meter, and um, it got ninety two percent. I was like, oh, that can't be bad, right? I wouldn't say that it was bad. It's definitely not your typical film, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a little bit on the rough side. I guess I should look at the audience score because that was 52%. So I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad you checked it out because uh, no matter what about that movie, the biggest upset I had was that uh, Sandler was not nominated for an Academy Award. That's right. And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, because he really, I mean, he played a character that he's never played before. Yeah, it honestly, I think it's one of his, if not his best performance of his lifetime, it's definitely close to the top. Okay, I'm remembering that now. Yeah, and he took it personally and basically told everyone that I am just going to stick to Netflix and making horrible comedies that (laughs) all of you are going to hate because... People, some weird reason, love those things, and he makes money hand over fist from Netflix. Right, right, So that's right. really sad, because he has very, very good acting chops. Yes, he certainly does. All right, fair enough, Matt. What did you see? I watched a New Zealand movie that came out in February. I don't think it came to the theaters in the U.S., but it is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. It is called Guns Akimbo. And it stars Samara Weaving and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, okay. And what did you think? 
it's unique is a good way to put it. It's not it's not horrible. It's uh, cheesy. It's action filled. It's a little goofy. I believe it's based off a comic book. I'm not a hundred percent on that though. Okay. It's uh, really over the top. Uh, it's quite graphic. Um, the the blood in the action is very fake. Okay. Um, it's silly. It's just. It's not like. It's not for everybody. Okay. I guess is a good way to put it. <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. Now, how many reels are you going to give it? Uh, I give it an average score. I give it. I give it three out of five because, like, like I said, I did actually enjoy it uh, to a level because of it's just so zany and has some uh, uh, video game elements to it, and it's a little dark. It's a little twisted. It's just and Daniel Radcliffe. You know, I mean, Harry Potter right. running around shooting people <laughs> with guns attached to his hands. I mean, it's just, it's just strange. Yeah. Strange is <laughs> so, probably a good word. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's a unique film that if you're into action films and you're okay with a little bit of gore and you're okay to suspend disbelief quite a bit, um, it's basically this criminal organization comes up with a way to hold real life versus modes where people shoot at each other in open streets and it's just <laughs> jeez yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i think i'll pass on that one i think i'll pass on guns akimbo yeah it's not for everyone all right not very for good. everyone very good what are you going to watch this week this week um out on july 10th on netflix it's the new charlie Theron movie it's called the old guard ooh the old guard's got to be good if it's got charlie Theron in it yeah, she's. I've I've loved a lot of her films, even the ones that critics and other people didn't like, like mm -hmm. um, Atomic Blonde. I really like that movie. She's just she's very good at action, yes. and this is quoted as an action adventure fantasy. Ooh. So we'll we'll see how it goes. All right, very good. You guys can catch Matt on his podcast, The Real Film Nerds. Thank you, Matt, for checking in with us this morning on What Station? I'm testing you. Oh, it's Magic 99.1. You don't need to test me. I know these things. <laughs> <laughs>